So I realized that the intros to the shows were sort of aping on the uh, no dunks, uh, good morning, sweet world, you know, the, like that, that opening. Mm-hmm. I feel like subconsciously that is like seeped into my brain. Uh, so I'm just going to start the show in a more casual, laid back way. That sound good? That sounds good to me. I think there's a good chance that this might be our least to listen to episode um, only because July free agency, the draft, we're going to have guests on August. Things are going to be heating up around the league. September. That's you're just, that's just straight mock draft. And then October we begin, you know, weekly. Um, No one cares in June. No one cares. No, they're only caring about the finals, and that's where we're uh, where we're at right now. Fantasy wise, nobody cares. No one cares. Um, there's just like no way to like accurately do really longer in depth analysis looks because a lot of guys are on teams, and we don't know how much they're being paid. And yeah. the draft crapshoot, total crapshoot. Yeah, I mean, I hope the rookie draft is not a crapshoot because the Magic have the first pick; they better get it right. But we'll see. So you're listening to Supermax, uh, a show hosted by two guys named Jared. Um, I don't have to introduce us because I just did. Um, if you're listening to this, thank you. We do this for fun. We don't do this for the listeners or for the money because we like, frankly don't have either. But I think we have two listeners total and I do it for both of them. Actually, I think we have like a few dozen like diehards and anything else is sort of gravy. Ooh. All right. Like, I want to say we hit triple digits. I want to say that. <gasps> Sweet. Sweet world. But uh, many, we're coming to how, you. How many times have you subscribed? I, I can only subscribe the one time. I only have the one uh, iTunes okay. Apple account. I don't know if you made it multiple accounts. Continue. Yeah, so we're coming to you from the Sports Ethos Network, formerly Hoopball. Um, I still call it Hoopball in my brain, but that's sort of like a, I guess, like a Redskins Commander situation or like an Indians Guardians thing, but less racist. A lot like exactly. really yeah. less racist. Yeah. Like a total, yeah. Like, like you could say not racist at all. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, you could. Hoopball, it means nothing. Yeah. Well, it means something to me. Um, so there's no real script for this episode. Um, what we're going to do is uh, I sort of updated this sort of secret master l- list of the top 120 guys in the league based on salary cap leagues. By the way, if you're listening to this, salary cap leagues only. And we do heavily skew points. Um, if you're not down for any of that, you're just here for funsies. Uh, but I sort of did like, a, what is this, like? 12 rounds so like 10 mm-hmm. guys per round um i would say it, it, you really don't want to look at this thing after like the fifth because like it just becomes a total just like i don't even think i put things in the right order i just kind of clumped people into general groups and it just kind of looks ugly but um we can kind of talk about round three four five just kind of like we, we already did last month uh, a top 20 draft, and we're not necessarily going to do like another draft, but let me ask you this, Mr. Ross King. Go on. Have you gotten a chance to look at any of this stuff? 
Uh, a little bit, but I've also been enjoying the playoffs. Um, I got to go to a game when I was in San Francisco. So uh, I've been trying to enjoy the games. I've definitely been looking at it a little bit and kind of evaluating some of the guys uh, as we go in the playoffs. For instance, uh, Jordan Poole, who I really had kind of rising like a rocket, uh, has plateaued as far as what I see him as next season. Um but yeah, I, I have put thought into this. Um, it just is not nearly as much as I did before last season yet. So I want to say the break point of where we kind of ended last month um, is sort of around the Jordan pool, bottom of the second, top of the third. So like, I think the only reason I, I put him higher, specifically Jordan pool himself, uh, he's in a contract here which yeah. if you've seen Aaron judge, you can be pretty good in a contract year. Yeah. I mean, well, that, I mean, you could make an argument though, that Aaron judge is the best player in baseball. You could make that argument. I don't think it wasn't last year. It wasn't the year before. It wasn't the year before that. Uh, no, but he was close. He like, like he has constantly consistently been a fringe top 10 guy in all of baseball by any metric. Um, so it's, it's tough to, you know, Compare Jordan Poole to Aaron Judge at this point. Um, now, can Jordan Poole make another leap next season and, and, and really become kind of a fringe elite player? Of course he can, but he, uh, he's not in an Aaron Judge type of category yet. I'll compare it to Miles Bridges, who was in a contract year and had just a silly, stupid season. Unbelievable. Um, and now he's not ranked because we don't know what his contract looks like. I'm not sure that Jordan Poole on a Warriors team that is so heavily skewed towards Steph, Clay, and Draymond, like almost no one else on that on, on the Warriors teams of, of past years have ever been fantasy relevant. He is the one interesting person who could be based on either injuries or an off-the-bench six-man-of-the-year kind of role like Tyler Hero did, but possibly better, like, like a closing lineup kind of guy. Um but something about taking him is somewhat risky considering I'm looking at a lot of these names for round three and four. And I feel like I would be more comfortable taking some of these other guys. Um, that was a very loud motorcycle outside of my Yeah, that was. I wasn't sure what that was, to be honest with you. All right, well, they're gone now. I scared them away. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm just looking at a lot of other guys and I'm like, I feel like they have more to prove for their contract. So I feel like Jordan Poole is getting a big bag of money regardless based on his finals performance. And there are guys who are not currently playing who are in contract years who it's like, I want to see what, what Tyler hero does. I want to see what Kelvin Johnson does. I want to see what RJ Barrett does. Like, yeah, of course you do. No, I'm just fascinated to see like what they do because they're in contract years. And those guys are not like, Oh, obvious. John Morant, Max, boom, done. Like John Morant's in a contract year, but like he's not going to have this like you got to prove it to me kind of Miles Bridges season. Right. Or like an auto right, porter. Right. Remember that he was so good on the Wizards when he was in that contract yep. year. And the Magic got the last year of that deal uh, when he ended up being traded in the Nick Vucevic deal back a couple of years ago. So oh, I don't even remember him on the Magic. Um, no, because he never played a game. I know, but uh, never played a game. I mean, like. 
I'm looking at, at, at so many of these names that just have, so I, on this secret ranking list, which eventually will be uh, a sports ethos premium exclusive. Ooh. The amount of guys who have the yes next to their name for a contract year. I don't know, dude. I, sorry, Jordan Poole, but some of these contract years are a little more like interesting to me of like potential pop off, like Kevin Porter Jr. of the Rockets, Herb Jones of the Pelicans. I don't know. Man. It's it's tricky. I, so we're going to play around with this ranking, but like I, I kind of want to specifically to talk about a lot of these guys who were ranked 21 and below. Um, and I'll, I'll run through a lot of these names, but uh, just I need some of your general impressions on where these mid rounds, which I think are somewhat solidified for me rankings wise. Uh, just give me some of your general thoughts on this list, because once we get into the first pick, nine million, second pick, eight million, like that's just it's not worth talking about. Right. Wait, are, am I pulling up your list? Because I don't see it. You're you're literally on it. Are you the anonymous shrew in this Excel sheet? I'm in a Google sheet right now. Yeah, that's called the Super Mac Shadow Bible. Oh, here we go. Why that, it wasn't pulling up the right one? It was pulling up our mock draft, and I was like, I'm confused. Yeah, that's my mock draft. No, that's the mock draft we did together. Wait, no, I, it isn't. No, it isn't. No, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. You still have Dejounte Murray number one. All right. Maybe um, I should just put this as rankings. Would that be go. more specific? Yes. That would be way more specific. My brain is not recovered from spending three weeks on the West Coast. Okay. Oh, now there's an so, anonymous dingo in here. Ooh. That's not me. <gasps> there's a third it's, person in this. It should, it should just be me. It doesn't even say your name. It just says anonymous shrew idol and anonymous dingo. Wait a minute. Oh, but you're the dingo. Okay, so you're all right. You're clicking around. So for the listener, um, last episode there was a ton of dudes who we talked about. We're not even going to repeat any of those names because again, this is the least listened to episode, so I don't care. Uh, round three. Let me just run through this: Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay, Jakob Pertle, Tyler Hero, Jarrett Allen, Josh Giddy, R.J. Barrett, Keldon Johnson, Wendell Carter Jr., and Robert Williams the third of. Fourth round, I have ranked in order. Franz Wagner, Cole Anthony, Fred Van Vliet, Kevin Porter Jr., Herbert Jones, Christian Wood, Jonas Valanciunas, Devin Booker, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Bam Adebayo. And to wrap things up, I have round five, Pascal Siakam, Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, Jalen Green, Emmanuel Quickly, Daniel Gafford, Darius Baisley, contract here, uh, Kyle Kuzma, contract here, P.J. Washington, contract here. Uh, Jalen Suggs, Devin Vassell, Isaiah Stewart, Oneka Okongwu, and Alperin Shengun. So those are sort of the bread and butter. That's your that's the middle of the draft. Those are all the young dudes who are cheap and the really good players who have big bigger salaries but are not, you know, like poison pill salaries. Uh, yeah. So I just listed a whole bunch of names. So I need your thoughts on like who's ranked too high, who's ranked too low, where's this person, blah blah I'm blah. Gonna, give me your give me your hot takes. I'm going to start off with one right right away that will probably surprise you. Um, A guy who I don't think should go in the first few rounds. Yeah, he's pretty cheap. But I saw inconsistency from him near the end of last season. And I think with this team being able to add a premium player with the first overall pick, I think Cole Anthony is too high. I am open to moving him down. he's, He's great value. 
but I think both Suggs and I think they're going to try to start Mark Mark. Oh my God, words Markel Fultz uh, this coming season. Now that he is nearly a year back from the ACL tear that kept him out for half of this past season. Um, those are the things I'm hearing right now. Cole Anthony will probably be a bench player. Um, I, I think I could be end up being wrong. I think the Magic are going to go Jabari Smith with that first overall pick. I hope that's what they do. Um, so the Magic's five will probably end up being Fultz, Suggs, Wagner, Smith, and Wendell Carter at the five. Um, I don't think Cole Anthony is going to produce as well as he did his rookie season, let alone last season uh, coming up this year. So I would put him probably like a seventh round guy. I would not have him closing in on the third round. Okay. Those are all fair points. I should note that the, the rankings from last month, you know, the previous episode, which I guess if you binge these, it's all sort of just like time doesn't exist. They're all just back to back to back in the way that like TV seasons have like huge gaps. But when you watch them on Netflix, 10 years later, it's like, there is no gap. These are all, basically ranked for the most part on last year's numbers, juiced a little bit with our tweak to, to assist, um, which I guess is sort of like an interesting way of like projecting future, you know, just kind of like you give some guy, you know, guys some extra points here and there. And I haven't really sat down and thought about like, okay, the numbers from last season are, are going to be super down. Like I haven't done that yet with a lot of dudes. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of based on last year's numbers. I am absolutely totally okay with dropping Cole Anthony down a lot because he's a possible trade candidate. Yeah. He's a possible off the bench dude. I know that team has a lot of injuries, but it seems like Fultz and Suggs are just going to get more minutes. Like unless something crazy happens. I, so I'm okay moving him I think, down. But. I think the only way at this point they don't get more minutes is if, you know, Suggs struggled his rookie season. If those struggles continue or get worse next season, then I think Cole Anthony can maybe get in as a out of position too. Um, but I don't, I don't foresee as of right now that happening. I think Suggs is going to bounce back in a big way. Um, I, I hot take. I think the Magic are going to at least make the play-in tournament um, and have a chance at the playoffs. For your sake, I don't. Uh, yeah, they're going to be better. That that's it's hard for them to be worse than they were this season. Um, but I don't think that uh, Cole Anthony will be as big of a factor as he has been the last two years. And, and like you said, he's a trade candidate too. He could end up being traded. Good. You never know. Um, you have uh, you have a certain man highlighted with your cursor. Is that uh, am I reading into things or? Oh, you're totally reading into things. Oh, okay. All right. I thought you had another no, I think, hot take for me. Like another, no, like, you got Josh Giddy there mid third round. I think third round is right for him. You could take him at the beginning of the, thir- of the third round and I wouldn't be upset with it. You could even make an argument that he goes at the end of the second, but really that's the right range for him right there. It's just, that's he's not highlighted for any specific reason. Damn it. I thought you were going to give me another interesting topic to talk about. Um, I'm like updating this live as we're talking. Like I'm just kind of like moving guys like up and down and up and down. Um, you have to have more thoughts. You have to have more like, hmm, why is he here? Or, uh, hmm, you know, there's a lot of Houston Rockets in this round or just like things like that. Like I, 
Come on, give me give me some give me some spice. Give me some. There are some. a lot of there are a lot of Houston Rockets here. Too many, in my, in my opinion. That team was trash here. last year. Bad teams have a lot of guys who put up empty calorie stats, and they just stuff the stat sheet, and they lose. But I don't care because this is fantasy, and all that matters is offense. And I guess like blocks and steals, but like not even like good defense, just literally blocks and steals. I think the one that's jumping out to me in round five is Kyle Kuzma. Ah. As a fifth round pick at 13 million, that seems high. Interesting. I mean, I think Siakam is the only other guy that like might change rounds. He makes, I think he makes the most to this point aside from Giannis. You actually yeah. might be right about that. Yeah. Like Giannis uh, makes 42 and he's the only guy making anywhere near 40. That's yeah. I'm looking, it. I'm looking at the money in the first five rounds. The only guy making more is Giannis. Uh, Luca makes like a few, like 20,000 less, but I mean, 35, 35. I just looked worth it. Quick. Joel Embiid's 33 worth it. Like low thirties is fine. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, he, Pascal Siakam is the highest paid player until you get to like round eight, where like I threw in Anthony Davis on the premise that he's healthy. But well, even then, hang on, like, hang on. taking him Davis, out of this, Anthony Davis hasn't even shot a basketball in two months. It'll be fine. Uh, and then in round 10, I have Darren Fox, who is also a lot of money, but not as much as Siakam. Actually, Siakam, like the highest paid player in like all of these rounds. Oh, Jimmy Butler, I have 120, but that's probably. Not, I, I think that's more just like I left him there like by accident. So let me just get rid of that. That's uh, that's not sorry. Dude. All right. So officially in my rankings, Pascal Siakam is the second highest paid player. Um, and I have him in the top of the fifth, bottom of the fourth, alongside guys like Booker, SGA, Bam, Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, who make a lot, but they do produce. And I'm looking at names like, Cole Anthony, Kyle Kuzma, and Pascal Siakam, who make a lot of money, a ton of money for a fifth-round pick, but they produce. God, they produce so much, and that's Wait, why said, I guess in these initial rankings. You said rankings Cole Anthony. Right you said Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony's not making much oh, at all. All right, correction. But they put up a lot of points. Yeah, like, they're some of the high. Like, look at this. Like, like in this round, like the best producers are Siakam, Randall, and Kuzma and Cole Anthony. Like all these other dudes. Like, they're just cheap, and they're fine, but, like, I don't know, dude. And then and then in the six, I put all the rookies, and we'll figure that out later because I'm sure some rookies will be much higher and some will be much lower, depending on who trades for what, who takes who, injuries, free agency, blah, blah, blah. One thing I want to talk about, though, is, like, who do we see changing teams? I'm one of the first two rounds. I don't think anybody in the first two rounds is changing teams. Let me – inspect this list with a very fine eye. I think there's a world where the Grizzlies may move Desmond Bain if it means an upgrade. Um, it's not a likely scenario, but it's a possible scenario. Yeah, I like... Okay, I, do... I, yeah, I don't think anyone in the top two rounds are, are, are going anywhere. Yeah. Um, like, let's just say Zion stays put and Cleveland stays somewhat whole. So they keep kind of all their their younger key guys like Jared Allen and whoever. Yeah. First five rounds, two guys most likely to be traded are in round four. That's Christian Wood and um, Donovan Mitchell. I think I'd actually be shocked if both of those guys are still on their current teams at the start of next season. This is a side tangent, but do you think Mitchell gets moved? 
like sooner rather than later? Uh, I, I, hmm. that's tough because it depends on what the Jazz want to do. Do they want to try to mix it up and continue to compete, or are they just like, hey, we're going to blow this up? Because if that's the case, then I think Mitchell gets, if the latter is the case, they have to trade Mitchell before the draft night, try to get some sort of draft value for him along with uh, other players. If they're going to try to mix it up and change things around and still be competitive, then you could see a trade coming in as late as September. Um, but I, I it, it depends on what they want to do. We don't know what they're going to do right now. We don't. Okay, so based on I mean, I the basic stat- the, status the, quo, status quo right now, based like on your, Occam's razor, I don't think Mitchell gets moved until the summer of 23. I think what they do is they try to move Gobert, Gobert gets moved, and they reshuffle some pieces and say, hey, we're going to build around you. We want you here. We're going to make you happy. We'll get rid of him. And and then it just doesn't work again because Donovan Mitchell is not the best player on a team that's going to the Western Conference Finals. Like he's not Luca. Um, yeah. And he's not Damian Lillard that one season they went to the Western Conference Finals and got swept. Um, now, uh, I, I'll always say that was a weird year because it's almost like they deserve to go to the Western Conference Finals. It was, it was a weird, weird thing where it was like four teams that were kind of like not playing that great were all uh, set up to play each other to get to the Western Conference Finals. Anyway, I digress. But, anyways, um, yes. I mean, they made it good for that. But, I, so just under the pretense that Donovan Mitchell does not go anywhere and that Gobert leaves, I'm going to leave him where he is alongside the better choices for guys making 30 plus million. Um, Cause either you're taking the biggest names in fantasy in the first two rounds, or you're waiting until the fourth, fifth to get the sort of second crop of expensive guys. Cause for the most part, you pick up as many cheap, good dudes as possible. And then in the middle, you start to go, okay, there's some expensive dudes, but they're still really good. And then you start to take a lot of swings on rookies and oddballs and whoever is towards the end of the, you know, so like we know how the way this works, I'll leave him there. Do you think the following names are too high? Right here, this crop right here. I have 43 Jalen green, 44 quickly. 45, Daniel Gaffert, 46, Darius Baisley, just based on the fact that they're dirt cheap and they don't suck. Like, they're not the worst fantasy picks. Green is about right, I'd say mid-fifth round. I, I think quickly is a little high. I mean, what are the next – like, I don't know what the next – here's here's the tough part. Is no, some of these teams, yeah, we don't know what they're going to look like. Like, for a team like the Warriors, we know what they're going to look like next season. There's not going to be a lot of uh, movement on a team like that. We know what the uh, Lakers are going to look like. Oh! We know what the, we know what the Lakers em! are going to look like. Um, but like a team like the Knicks, we don't know what they're going to do. We don't know what they're going to do week to week. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly go, what they're going to do. Go, you ready? Go on. You ready for this? In their effort to never pick up a legitimate starting point guard, they will draft some big doofus with the 11th pick. They will fail to sign Jalen Brunson. And Tibbs will begrudgingly have to give the keys to the car to quickly, which is why I put him there. Because he, I feel like there is room for him to get really good if he really gets the time, like the opportunity in the minutes. So there's a chance that he might explode in value. He's two million bucks. Fifth round is perfect for him. 
I'm more concerned about Gafford and Baisley because they're just really solid dudes, but like no one knows what the Thunder are doing and the Wizards are one of the worst like situations in the league. Yeah, I mean that's that's all fair. So um, like should I be moving up guys who are a little more proven like Washington Suggs, uh Isaiah Stewart, Okongwu, like should I be look, moving those lo- guys up? I love Suggs, but you can't move them up yet. Um but he's he's the dude. He's the dude. Yeah. And he's for the backcourt. Let me let me rephrase. He's the dude for the backcourt because they're not taking a guard with that first pick. No, no, no. Um it's it's expected that him and, and Jalen Green are like the two Jalen's who were somewhat disappointing equal. last year, but kind of came into their own towards the end of yeah. the season. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're you're making sense. Um I yeah, you can convince me to put Suggs up a little higher. Um out of that group that you went over. Green, quickly, Gafford, Baisley. Keeping Green where he is and keeping Gafford where he is. I'm shuffling people's names around. Baisley and quickly, I'm probably moving down. I'll I'll take Baisley. I'll move him down. But I'll tell you what. I might. You live near Atlanta. I'm going to move Okongu up. I live near Atlanta. I live in Atlanta. I'm oh, well, pretty much as you close as you can get. Okay. Don't well, don't tell people. My address is. I I I think they they're getting rid of of Collins, and I think that might free up some. I mean, well, unless they're the about, Gobert suitor. We talked about this in the uh, in the in our chat the other day. Um, there was a Collins for uh, for Gobert uh, trade that was in the works. It doesn't make any sense to me. Because then you're unless you have a deal for Capella that you're gonna move him. And uh I don't know, man. Like I'm definitely gonna go to some more Hawks games this year. I'm still a Magic fan at heart, but I love watching basketball. Um, and they they're close enough. They're within 20 miles of me. There you go, listener. Now you know too much about me. Um but uh I I I'm not quite sure what their direction is. You know, they try to keep that unit together that was in the Eastern Conference Finals kind of overachieved in uh, the 2020-21 season. Um, I mean, they end up facing off with the Sixers at Ben Simmons meltdown time. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I think trading for Rudy Gobert is a mistake. Um, If you go back to podcasts, I believe we did it in January or February. We talked about the worst contracts in basketball, and one of mine was Rudy Gobert. I think that I think he was on your list too. Rudy, um, any any team that trades for Rudy Gobert is making a mistake. Yeah, because yeah, he's great on defense, but guys who hit 30, 31, 32, they start to as as centers, they rarely maintain uh, what they are. They usually fall off a cliff pretty quick. Um, and I feel like that's coming up for Gobert in the next season or two. And you're going to be paying $40 million for a guy who's decent at defense. Um, somebody is by the end of that contract. Correction. Playable on defense in the regular season. Yeah, fair. Fair, fair, fair. I'm stunned at all the teams that continue to draft and pay centers or anyone who's like somewhat near a center. Like, don't. Just don't do it. Don't do it. If you're taller than Robert Williams III or Al Horford, or I guess Kevon Looney, like, but even then, like, are they winning because of those players, or are they just like good enough? 
Yeah, but you have the exceptions like Nikola Jokic, Giannis. These guys are tall. Giannis is not a, a center center. Embiid, as much as I love Embiid, like him and Jokic are like sort of exceptions, but even then, like they, they haven't they haven't really gone that far. Otherwise, you can't really build a team around centers. And I'm thinking of no, Danny Davis as more of a power forward. Jokic passes the ball. MB can shoot. For the most part, like anyone who has like a center on your team, like just stop drafting them. Stop signing them. Just take cheapo dudes because you just kind of want to play like super small ball and just have like big old guards and awesome wings because that's, that's right. pretty much how you win. That's why I'm actually terrified of the Magic drafting Chet Holmgren. I, I, I am terrified of them getting this seven-foot lanky uh, guy who I, I've watched play and I'm never impressed with him. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. As a first overall pick, if you're telling me he's going like 10 or 11, cool, great. That's that's probably right. But number one? I think he fits more on the Thunder because they just have no I, I roster besides the two guards, and they can just kind of like really build around like that. On the Magic, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. No, no. Um, plus, he, I, I like the idea of Wendell playing. A, he's a little bit of a smaller traditional center. Um, I think he's 6'10", but it totally works with what the Magic could do if they add Jabari Smith into that lineup. We see a trade Jonathan Isaac. That's what we need to do. Yeah. feel better. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Have you seen that photo of uh, Sam Presti picking up Jabari Smith from the airport? No, I have not. I don't want to. Yeah, someone caught him picking him off from the airport, and everyone's like, ooh, they're meeting. Well, yeah, obviously they're meeting because the draft is coming up. They meet with everyone. That's not like a shock. But they also don't have, uh, you know, they have someone in front of them. So they can only take him if he's available. If he's not, then they're out of luck. Yeah. So don't screw it up. I don't have the option to make the pick myself. Otherwise, it would have already been made. All right, let me let me toss out some names from round six, seven, eight, and see if they should be higher. You ready? Listening. Anthony Simmons, Simons, Simmons, Simons. I mean, we do. We don't know where he's playing yet, though. That's the issue. He's so it's playing it, in Portland. It, it, his contract expired. Am I wrong in saying that? He's a restricted free agent. As far as my research shows, he is not a restricted free agent. Hang on. I'm pretty sure he is. I'm looking this up. No, no, no. I'm looking this up. You you respond. Uh, We're a well-oiled machine. Restricted free agent in 2022. Really? Yep. All right. Well, now I have to. Wow. How did that get passed? I thought I had the whole list. Wow. So he's just like. No one knows what he's getting. Yeah, so I mean, it all depends on where he ends Ooh. up. All right, no, you're going down. Never mind. Woo, you're going into the land of uh, people with question marks next to their salaries. Okay, let's try this again. Isaiah Stewart, he had a strong end of the year. Strong end of the year. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I've never been a fan of Isaiah Stewart. Beef stew. Yeah, maybe, maybe beef stew can prove me wrong, but uh, it's – I don't know. I I would not have him this high. I feel like all I've said is this guy should not be this high. Um, Tell me who should be. Let's go down your list a little bit. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to delete some numbers on the side 
so we can really shuffle guys around and I don't have to like meticulously update the numbers like every single time I want to like demote someone on this list. You know, I was talking with LeBron the other day. How is Taylor Horton Tucker not number one? I don't want to name drop, but I was talking to Robert De Niro, Bobby, and uh... (laughs) Um, I think one guy is going on this list that definitely needs to be higher. Tell me. Is Brandon Clark. Uh, Struggled with injuries, got healthy, and played really well. At $4 million for this upcoming season, that's a steal, man. I moved him up. As you should. Um, um, what about Terrence Mann? Or is it because Kawhi coming back? No. Kawhi and Paul George both back. I don't I, – I feel like we – I feel like Terrence Mann had his shot to really, really explode last season, and he didn't. He was fine, but they, you know, we go back to those playoffs from 21, and he really had a great series against, uh, oh God, was it the Jazz they played, the Nuggets? He had a great series against somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I completely don't remember. Was it, was it so, the Nuggets? I think it was the Nuggets. It may have been the Nuggets. Um, but we kind of thought that because Kawhi was out, Kawhi was going to miss this season, this past season this was kind of going to be what he could be. And he just like, he wasn't bad. He was good, but he wasn't as good as he could have been. Um, I think right now, based off of what he did last season, Terrence Mann is right about where he should be. Uh, Let's see here. I'm shuffling guys around because I now know why I put Darius Baisley so high. There are some dudes who are in contract years. Yeah. My beloved Uh, contract year. I'll tell you who's in the contract year real quick. Cameron Johnson. No Aiden, mm-hmm. Ao, and Kobe White on the Bulls. Someone's got to figure that out. Yeah, because uh, Lonzo Ball might not be playing basketball for a while. Um, Darius Baisley's in a contract here. Um, man, I yeah, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark is in a contract here. God, I love contract years. I love them. These guys in contract year who's too high, and it really hurts me to say because he's a magic legend. That's Nikola Vucevic. He he took a step back last round of Bulls, and I don't see him. He's 31. He's going to be 32. I don't see him taking he's, a step. It, it, he's going to oh. play for his final deal. He's durable. <sighs> yeah. He puts uh, up the points, dude. Look at how many total points for the season he puts up. For $22 million in the eighth? In the eighth round? I don't know, man. Here. I, I feel, but I feel like he's not going to produce nearly as well as he did last year. We'll see. I could be wrong. I could very easily be wrong. Uh, why do you have Nikhil Alexander Walker on here at all? The guy didn't even play for half of the season. Uh, contract year. Um, also, the Jazz are stupid, and they're going to get a new coach, and he's going to say, "Hey, you, get in there." No, I, I, I don't. Naw. Oh man, I don't see that. But I'm going to hey. move Lonzo Ball way down based on that, like injury report like basically yeah. off the list that's probably where he deserves to be at the moment he's also being paid 19 million Ugh. um like where do you want like Nikhil alexander walker in the eighth round like where do you want him to be like the 10th like what a big deal where do i want Nikhil alexander walker to be i'll move him down i, 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 I mean my personal rankings i don't know if i even like put him in the draft no, he's a flyer. I, I, I put a flyer. Didn't in even play. Okay. All right. Whatever. I put him in. Uh, I put him in the ninth with all the other contract year guys. 
Kenya Martin Jr. Rockets contract year. Okay. Taylor Horton Tucker contract. I'll I'll allow it. I'll I'll allow it. Mason Plum. Dude, DeMar DeRozan should be higher. DeMar DeRozan should be higher. That was an actual MVP candidate last season. All right, I'll give it to you. There, I moved him. I moved him up a little bit. I think he should be higher than that, but that's just me. Where? Um, wait, do you think he should be like all the way up near like Julius Randle? Where's Julius Randle? I forget. Like fifth round. Like does that feel good? I would have. I would have him in the fourth round. I would. Wow. I would have him. I would have him ahead of Mitchell right now. Do you think he's going to have the same type of season he did last year? Things are better than Donovan Mitchell. All right, I'll bite. Okay. I'll keep him there. That's fine. Where the hell is Miles Turner going to play? Miles Turner? That guy is consistently trade bait. Like, eventually somebody has to bite, right? He's in a contract here. I mean, he isn't a contract year, but I also feel like he's not going to be playing for the Pacers next season. But then again, oh, no, how, absolutely many, not. how many times have we come to a trade deadline and be like, Miles Turner's about to be moved? Oh, no. Eight off-season, billion times. Offseason, he's about to be moved. Oh, no. So I, I would, I, I can't bet that he, will, that he will be moved because he probably won't. Why is Taylor Horton Tucker, okay, being serious, why is Taylor Horton Tucker up here? Um, Did you talk to LeBron too? LeBron yeah, I'll, 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 move, I'll move him down. I'll move him down. There we go. Um, should people like Grant Williams be higher because they're young and they're in a contract year? I mean, he didn't do anything in the regular season, but like. Four million. He can, he can, I think he showed a lot of improvement as the season went on and he also got better throughout the playoffs. Um, he's still like, what, the seventh option on the Celtics as they stand right now. I moved him but, up. But I could see him being moved up a couple of rounds. Uh, big money guy here in round 10 that I would move up personally. And I think he started to play better once the Pelicans got CJ McCollum. I would move Brandon Ingram up. Interesting. Okay. I think, I think you put a healthy Zion on there as well. I mean, that's almost an oxymoron saying a healthy Zion. Um but I think Brandon Ingram, I mean, he's still only 24. That that he feels like he's been around forever, but he hasn't. Um wow. Okay. Should I move DeAndre Hunter up nine million? Not a great season contract year. Now remember, Jaron <laughs> Jackson Jr., who has been chronically injured his entire career in the contract mm-hmm. year, was like, I'm gonna play my my brains out. Yeah, I mean, I would move Hunter up. Uh, hopeful he can play well. Uh, I think, honestly, when you look at the Hawks, really, I think he's one of only two players that I'm like, there's no way they're moving him. And the other one is Trey Young. I think everybody on that team could be traded this offseason. Like, everybody's uh, potentially available to be traded. They're not going to trade everybody, but you get what I'm saying. Um. I don't have a lot of issues with this, to be honest with you. I need more hot takes. I live off of hot takes. I know you do. Taylor Hart's on your list, and that's a mistake. Michael Porter Jr. in round 12 is too high. Um, (laughs) I I don't think anything beneath 
10 no. is like really. No, I, for, for me, and, and maybe I'm crazy. If we're going uh, 16 rounds, is that how many rounds we want? 16 rounds? What? No. How many rounds did we go? Like 12. 12, 13. I can't remember. The exact I don't think anything beneath 10 on, on this ranking is worth it because honestly, like looking at how many people are just like free agents. So I just kind of put down here, like also look at some of the names in best of the rest. Best of the rest is my favorite spot to put guys who have monster fantasy games, but are so expensive. I cannot recommend anyone draft them for a number of reasons. I'm going to fly through these names and you tell me whether or not uh, it's right to just have him in the best of the rest. There's a guy already on this list that I'm going to tell you to move up. All right, here we go. Lonzo Ball, Jimmy Butler, Bradley Beal, Montrez Harrell, Isaiah Roby, Ivica Zubac, Rashawn Holmes, LeBron James, Steven Adams, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, D'Angelo Russell, Gary Trent Jr., Bojan Bogdanovic, the one on Utah, Steph Curry, Pokushevsky, Brooke Lopez, Kevin Durant, Jalen Brown, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, John Collins, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, Jamal Murray, and Kristaps Porzingis. Most of those guys are too expensive. The other ones, God only knows. Gary Trent Jr. needs to go up. He started playing so well with the Raptors second half of the season after the All-Star break. Um, he really helped propel me to uh, the championship. Um, he's in the contract year, but he's 17 million, and that's way too much money for a guy who averages not that many fantasy points. Yeah, but you're looking at it over an entire season. If you look at the second half of the season, he was one of the better guys in the entire league. Um, like a top 40 guy. So I would I moved him up, you know, but here's the problem. What team has the most inconsistent fantasy players for the last several seasons? The answer? The Toronto Raptors slash Tampa Bay Raptors. That's, I mean, you're not wrong. I've never seen swings as wild as some of these players. Like the whole um, Chris Boucher, like uh, uh, Precious Achua, like like some days they would get like 42 minutes and then some days they wouldn't be played at all. Like it just made no sense. Pascal Siakam went from being like, no one wants him to like, oh, third team all NBA. Like it makes no sense. Anyone on that team other than Fred Bentley. He's pretty consistent. Your son, Pokushevsky. Mine? What? No, Shengun. That's my son. I don't. I don't write. Yeah, they, look, they look alike. Um. Oh wow. All white people look alike. Okay. Right. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, I don't. He's three million, dude. Like that's that's a. But he doesn't. Do you get production out of him. You get production out of him. That's that's a steal. You, you barely get any production out of him. We'll see. Um, Plus, his his job is going to be overtaken uh, by Chet or whoever. Probably, hopefully. Like he's a weird, interesting project slash like experiment. Like they, they were like, yeah, let's just try it. And I don't know if if that's gonna work out. So I just don't want Chet on the uh, on the Magic at all. Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams played pretty damn well down the stretch for the Memphis Grizzlies. He was putting up some real fancy numbers for me. There were there were nights where I was just like, wow, okay. I'll move him up, but. I'm never going to take him because he makes too much and he doesn't average enough. And yeah, he's in a contract year, but like, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's yeah, like, but, but like for me, when I'm getting into like round nine, 10, 11, 12, and he's still there on the board, there's probably going to be guys I'm going to take ahead of him, but it's, he's not off my list. He's going to be considered. I'd rather take Terry Rozier or Clint Capella. I would rather have Steven Adams than Clint Capella. Is that a board bet? That could be a board bet. You'll make that board bet. Is that a board bet? Board bet it. 
let me look at the other board bets real quick, just because I, I have a feeling that they're just stupid. Okay. We, did um, we at one point, did at one point you take Steven Adams and I take Mike Bella? What if we did that? We wait two months and it's like, oh, no, no, I changed my mind. Board bet. So right now it's Anthony Edwards versus Cat, sort of like who's the better value? Do you remember who you have? I took Anthony Edwards. Yes, you did. Uh, Anthony Simons versus Josh Hart. I took Simons. Yes, you did. Okay. Interesting that the first two were just guys on the same team, and then this one is like two big guys who are too expensive. Yeah. Um, it's really sad seeing um, my sort of like glut of like, I don't know what to do with these players because they're all free agents or on team options or whatever. So I put them at the very bottom. And then there's names like Michael Porter Jr., Mikhail Bridges, and Jaron Jackson Jr. who are just like, you're not nearly as good as you think you are. Plus you make way too much money. And I just put you yeah. on the bottom. Michael Porter Jr. is not going to be drafted by me. I can tell you that much. Um, I'll put him in the best of the rest. I'll put him out, outside the best of the rest. Um, wow. Yeah. I'll, I would take I'll put him Murray down near the Porzingis uh, tier. Uh, I would put him in the tier below the tier below Porzingis. That uh, doesn't exist. I, that's basically uh, I delete you off the sheet. That's where I put him. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of qualms with the rest of this list. I think how much did Zubach make last season? Uh, it was like in the teens, I want to say. Because depending I feel on like what... he's always been like a dependable, like reliable, like waiver wire guy who you're always like yeah. kind of impressed with, but like no one's drafting him. He's like, no, he's he's like a 12th round guy for me. Yeah, you like you pick him up. All right, so let me look at 2122. I'll update the page. And he made 7.5 million. Oh god, yeah, I would take him for 7.5. Well, he's not making that because Wait, what's the team option for him? Um it can't be much more. What it says here is cap figure, club non-guaranteed, free agent. The hell does that mean? Uh, yeah, it's a team option. Doesn't say so, for how much? I, I think 7.5 unless something changes. Okay, well, for 7.5, I'd take him in the 12th round. Easy. I'll move him up. There, he's now the best of the free agents. Yes. Alongside uh, now Anthony Simons. Um Lou Dort, Jason Tate, Zach Levine, Miles Bridges, Aiden, Colin Sexton, uh Jalen Brunson, Harden, Boucher, Nurkic, and Mitchell Robinson. Uh and I guess Montres Harrell and Isaiah Roby, who I should probably move up a little more. Um, no one knows how gonna, much those guys are being you know, paid. Drummond was actually, I think, one of the best values last season, but somebody's going to pay him too, way too much. Yeah. He's always on the court. He always plays. He always produces. And he typically makes, like, a million or two. And he was always like, yeah, I'll take him. He's yeah. great. Uh, yeah, there you go. So that's uh, that's basically sort of sneak peek at all those rankings. Obviously, things are really going to change in the next several weeks uh you won't be hearing from us until july in which we might get the uh the the rookie guys 
from Sports Ethos to join us. Um, there might be a reason to do two podcasts next month and then maybe take it light in August. It depends. I have a, a lot of other websites, rankings that I'm trying to like use. And, it, and unfortunately, they just use too many players who have too big of contracts like the sort of like the best of the rest that I kept, like those guys are so sprinkled throughout, like most charts of, of, of dynasty rankings and points leagues and stuff. It's like really hard to like filter out, like who is actually worth taking. Um, but, uh, but yeah, any, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. Warriors or Celtics winning out the series. God, I, I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for a Boston team to be a champion again in the way that like, the Patriots made the playoffs with Mac Jones. Like, I'm just so not there mentally to like, I, like, I just thought that part of my life was over. I was like, okay. Oh, wait, Celtics, whatever. Like the Patriots have, have cheated and won and got caught redheaded cheating multiple times. And like, no one cared. And then the Astros did it and everyone cared. Like, pff, yeah. Okay. Um, the Bruins were good at some point. Yeah. They were good for a few years there. Yeah, that, that was not as uh, big of a sting, only because I was more sad about my Islanders. And then um, the Red Sox were like a fun story in the early 2000s, and then they came became really quickly annoying, and then they gave away Mookie Betts for a bag of magical beans. And to the Dodgers, they, who I hate. They became the laughingstock of, uh, of the league. Um, dude, someone dropped Trevor Story in my league a few weeks ago, and I picked him up. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. What? Who did that? So, can I just tell you some of the players who have been dropped in my league who I just picked Good up? God, go ahead. You ready? Yeah. Oh, this, is, this is loading up. Um, Anthony Rendon, Trevor Story. I have a I have a Rendon story. Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger, Nelson Cruz, Seiya Suzuki. Um, a lot of the Yankee pitchers were just on the waiver wire, like the good ones, Surprising. like Cortez and Montgomery. Like, yeah, just just an insane amount of good players just like or on the waiver wire people were like nah, i don't want this guy and i'm like well he's owned in 90 percent of league so i'll take him rendon i went to an angels game while i was in la and it ended up being a game that uh reed detmer's pitch a no hitter but uh the uh the rays were down like 10 in the eighth and uh uh rendon comes up batting left-handed just because he can uh, never has batted left-handed in his career, and first pitch, it's a home run. That's fun. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but wait, okay, you're saying the Celtics? Is that is that what you're doing? No. Okay. I will never, ever take them, even though I've gotten so many finals predictions wrong because I wanted the team that lost to win. Like, I, like my, my, my heart spoke louder than my brain. But my brain is saying – does anyone on the Celtics know how to like handle a basketball? No, it, it's been rough the last couple of games. Um, Their supporting cast really did well in the early part of the series. Yeah. And no one's been able to kind of like be the dude. The, I, I have the Warriors in seven. Yeah, that's um, so chalky. That's the chalkiest chalk. No, well, I mean, I mean, okay, okay well, well, whatever, chalk. Uh, they, I said that the first four games would be split one, one, uh, at each location. Celtics take one on the road. Warriors take one on the road. And the last three would all be won by the home team. So, so far I'm correct. 
uh, and we'll see how it how it ends up. All right, we've been doing this for a while. I think it's time to end. You can follow okay. me on Twitter at Jared Russo. You can follow him at Jared Ross King. You can follow Sports Ethos at Sports Ethos. I think. I guess. Um, there you go. And now I'm going to go eat some ice cream and look at this ridiculous chat room we have for our fantasy league in which uh, someone says that uh, Anthony Simons will probably get paid the same amount of money he did last year because the Blazers can't afford to lose him for nothing, but they can't continue to overplay their hands. These are they don't think agent. he's worth all that much on the open market. What a ridiculous thing to say. I'm going to respond real quick on air and say, huh? <laughs> that gets a laughing emoji out of me. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because just a team that this is completely hypothetical, a team like the uh, Pistons, they, I know they have cap room. They come in and pay him 24, you know, offer him 24 million a year, which somebody's going to overpay him. The Blazers aren't going to match it. And if they do, they're paying him 24 million a year. We can get into this when free agency actually starts. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's, that's by, the time, by the time we record next, we'll have an idea. We'll know, probably know where he's going to be. So that's right. Well, thank you for sticking with us for so long. Um, and we'll, we'll see you in July. Bye. Go Warriors. Bye. Go, go Warriors. God, I hope we get Jamari Smith.